Are you doing? From a not specifically, I don't, I didn't have any personal exposure. to us or terra and that was definitely very much a bear market um and Uh, yeah, so thankful for like this community and for this protocol because you know in the last two to sort of like hop into two things that. more risky sources and um i'm really i'm really proud of that so anyways i'm yeah i'm monologuing but <laughs> um i uh i'll catch up on the chat here a little bit but that's some of my thoughts would love to hear from others yeah no i i, I kind of agree with the the sentiment that this kind of makes things a little more interesting because it kind of forces you to reevaluate the protocols you're taking part in and the tokens you're holding and whether or not you actually think they're going to do something or if you're actually just riding a hype cycle. Yeah. And I think also for a, um, from a pool together perspective, you know, it's a great time for us. I think that the broader, the broader market and the broader ecosystem is burned out. They're burned out on high risk things. They're burned out on crazy APRs. I think people are just like, wait, What's the point of all this? And I think Pool Together is such a good example of a, of a tool that's better than, is clearly better than sort of the traditional alternatives. It doesn't require any sort of like, you know, Ponzi-nomics to work. It just works on its own. It's, it's, it's you know, research proven to help people. So I do think this is, a, this is a time for us as a community to really tell our story because it's a really cool story, and I think it's a story that people need to hear because I think a lot of people are like, "Oh man, was that is is this all just like some sort of Ponzi game?" And the reality is, it's not. Um, but people—that's uh, what people have been paying attention to the last couple of years. Yeah, just go ahead. 
Yeah, I've just got to say, to jump on uh, what Under the Sea said there, he says, how about that treasury diversification now? And, you know, that's just another one of those examples of a step we took early in the formation of the treasury and, and the community as a whole, just to insulate ourselves from this sort of, you know, these market downturns. So <laughs> it's, uh, thank God we did that, right? Because, um, yeah, we'd be in a worse position now if we only had uh, the pool asset only in, in the treasury. We need the, the stable coins there to... Um, uh, to, to protect them from protect us from these downturns. Yes, yeah. Um, and I'm just looking at the chat. Smart investors asking about what the treasure diversification was. Is it, does anyone else want to answer that question? Well, uh, from memory, as I understand it, we put in uh, something like uh, we we swapped something like uh, I can't remember the exact pool pool value, but it was close to five million uh, USDC in the treasury um, from a VC funds. So. A couple of VC funds, actually. Um, and I, I remember early community members led that effort. And as I say, thank God we did, because we now have that USDC sitting in, a, in, the, in the treasury that can insulate us from the, um, the swing in market volatility that we're seeing. Yeah, it was like some of the first P-tips that, uh, that were ever put out there. A P-tip 11 and 13, respectively, I think. And we're now we're up to like P-tip 70, so uh, pretty early. Yeah, I'm just opening up 13 to get the exact stats. So basically, we there was a vote, and the vote authorized uh, basically some a few different venture capital funds sent the protocol six million dollars or just under six million dollars, and the protocol sent 411,000 pool tokens. Um, so the 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 effective price there was like 13, 14, 14.46 per pool. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> I should keep the chat. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, that, that money has been able to be used for prize subsidies. It's been able to be used for the, um, protocol security audits. Um, it's been able to be used for grants funding. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, it's been, it's been really useful. Yeah, but as Makosa said, uh, the, we didn't even take the first offer from the VCs. We actually kind of <laughs> says, no, no, we, uh, we, our pool's worth more than that. Like, come on, you get to give us a better deal than that. And they did. They gave us like, a slightly better deal. So, Nothing yeah. wrong with having high standards. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, how, that's how business works. You, you, you never go with the first offer, right? Yeah, yeah I think this was one of the, the shining moments of the community early on. Like one of the things that I think of, like in terms of how a DAO should operate, it really we all kind of came together and went to the VCs and pushed back, and then got a better deal. Definitely. Yeah, it was great. Um, awesome, good stuff. Any other comments before we jump in? Well, so I think the other thing. This sort of, so the first thing on the agenda is just pool together security and stability overview. I just wanted to sort of quickly speak to that. There's not really anything to say because nothing in the last week had any negative impact on the protocol, um, which is great. That's exactly what we want. Um, but, you know, I do think for people who aren't as deep into the space, they might be thinking like, oh, UST uh, crashed. Is USDC going to crash? They might be thinking, um, is yeah, something similar going to happen with pool together? And um, the answer is uh, the answer. The short answer is no. Um, you know, 
the longer answer is, you know, you need to assess these risks for yourself. And, and there always is risk when you're using cryptocurrency. But, you know, USDC is very, 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 very different than UST um, in terms of USDC is actually backed by money in bank accounts. UST was not, which is why it was possible for it to crash like that. And additionally, um, the way that pool together generates yield is through Aave, which is a much more um, it's a sustainable yield source. And it's um, it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's a sustainable yield source. And the pool together protocol itself is is very secure. It's been audited. It's been live for a long time. It's never been hacked, et cetera. So anyways, I, I don't have, I guess, a specific thing to say, but I did just want to, in light of obviously everything that's going on in the broader space, I just wanted to sort of re- highlight that everything is fine with pool together. It, the, 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 the things that happened this last week are not things that pool together is exposed to or not they're not risks that pool together has. Um, it's uh, it's you know it's sort of like thinking the the thing is the crypto space has gotten really big and um, it's big enough now that there's things you know just because something happens in quote unquote DeFi doesn't mean it has anything to do with what we're doing so um, just wanted to say that so uh, I'll pause there any questions on that I had a quick question about, you know, where we get our yield source from as far as Aave. Yeah. Have you guys, um, what what is your sort of, I don't know if it's like philosophy, but just your thoughts on, do you think it it's beneficial in the future to be more diversified in the yield sources or only pick the best of the best and stick with that one, which is like, you know, right now? That's a great question. Um, Meaning that, like, assuming that any thing can go to zero, <laughs> as we've seen. Right. <laughs> you know, like, if Ave did, if the worst, you know, if Doomsday happened with Ave, right? Right. Would it be better to have other, be diversified in, like, where we, you know, generate right. yield versus, you know, but uh, that would take on more risk in the sense of, like, now you have to, like, vet and, you know, be really kind of intimate with several different, you know, projects and protocols and what they're doing and all that kind of thing. But I was just curious what if you guys have talked about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely a question that ultimately, like, the community and pool token holders are going to decide. Um, um, I think that my, my personal opinions on the subject are, like, this is sort of what Under the Sea is saying in the chat. There's there's a there's a category of, of, of yield sources that I would say are similar to Aave in terms of like very, 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 very close in terms of like the risk factors and how well audited they are and how well they secure they are. And I would feel comfortable with Pool Together supporting, you know, that set. And I think exactly what that set would be would need to be defined. But then there's also, um, but yeah, but throwing open the door to say like anything, no, I don't think, I, I would never, I would never vote for that. I would never, you know, support, oh, yeah. support okay. that. Yeah. Um, I guess like you said, if you if you rated, you know, if you had like a list, right? And you right, and you rated it based on, you know, most secure, least volatile, you know, whatever <laughs> in the grand scheme of volatility <laughs> with cryptocurrency, you know, like that thing. Like, um, I don't know, it's just something I was thinking of when you were talking when you posted the note, like after the the Luna and Ter- the Luna thing, where you know the risks. Okay, well, Ave was on the list of like the worst of the worst 
risks, you know what I'm saying? Like the doomsday scenario risks. And so that just made me think about that, you know, in terms of we're we're kind of a hundred percent invested in that as the yield source right now. And is that is that more risky to us or less risky, you know, I guess. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a good question in terms of is it is it more risky to have yeah. Um I need to yeah. I, just yeah. to speak to that a little bit, uh, Fosta, our short-term roadmap is just Ave because there are so many different yields out there for different stable coins. Um, you know, and another one we've been looking at is M Stable because it is um, you know similar in that it's collateralized, uh, as Leighton was saying, and it seems like a safe bet. And they actually do the yield farming for us. Um, and so we've done a little bit of reviews there, but the thing is things move so quickly, things break all the time. And so just sticking with the gold standard, as far as crypto is concerned, uh, has been the safe bet so far. Like our innovation has been elsewhere, less so optimizing the yield, uh, and instead focusing on security. But, you know, there, I, I have to dig it up, but there was a really interesting analysis that was similar and it's the analysis was applied to. Uh, Ethereum clients and how uh, it was actually riskier to have, say, three clients rather than just a single one that all the effort was put into. But if you had five or more, then it was more, there was more redundancy there. So I, I'd have to dig it up. I can't remember. But my preference would be to be, start with Ave, keep going as far as we can get with this thing, and then begin to evaluate uh, as we see fit. So we will have to come up with some kind of evaluation procedure, but um, as under the sea alluded to, I think the, the collateralization is really important. None of these, none of these Ponzi schemes, you know? Yeah. 100%. I missed the risk question to some degree. Um, but if somebody could just summarize it very quickly, I, I'm happy to weigh in. Yeah. Well, I think the summary is just, is it better to have, multiple yield sources and diversify the risk in that way or is it better to just try to have one yield source that's that is what we view to be the least risky one uh yeah so i mean i think there's a couple things to consider there um you know <laughs> it, i mean it depends if you diversify your yield source you may actually introduce more risk depending on what you use as the underlying yield source um as brennan said m stable is one that uh I personally use, uh, I work at Nexus, we have partnered with them on a couple things. They have a really great team. The one design about M-Stable is MUSD is backed by a basket of underlying tokens, which is SUSD, USDT, USDC, and DAI. All of these things are collateralized. Um, pointing out that this week when UST blew up and then everybody was swapping through Curve, it did have some systemic impact. And so we saw SUSD loss peg momentarily. USDT dropped, I think about, uh, it dropped down to maybe like 97 cents, and then it dropped down, I think, briefly to like 84 cents and came back up. The reason these tokens come back up is because there are collateralization, uh, there's collateralization underneath, and people can redeem that for a dollar, which is going to bring it back to peg. That's the really important part about being a stable coin, is if there is some instability that you can come back to peg, and that's what makes you a stable coin. Um, so when we're looking at underlying yield sources, I think there's a myriad of things that we need to look at, and I'm happy to help with some of that review. Are they audited? Even if they are audited, does the audit say that they're, for lack of better words, does, does the audit say they're a piece of shit, or do they actually go through and make the changes that were recommended to them? Um, do they have a bug bounty? Is there an incentive for 
a group of people who are white hat hackers to review that code to look for any flaws that may be there. There's a variety of things that, that we can look at when we're adding new yield sources if we continue to do that down the road, um, or begin to do that anyways. One thing I will say about Aave is Aave has a bunch of internal teams. They have their own risk DAO to evaluate risk when they're adding new assets and eva uh, evaluating partners. They have their own development, basically, like subgroup now that they contract out with, and they work with Gauntlet on a lot of modeling things. So I think that Aave, as far as an underlying, is um, they have a great reputation and they have great infrastructure underneath to ensure security over time. So um, all of these things are important and we can develop like a risk framework to use when we look at new yield sources as well. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my take. Good stuff. And for those of you who don't know, Brave New DeFi works at, um, also works with Nexus Mutual, which is a DeFi insurance company. And so, or protocol, not company. Um, and so that's why he is an expert. <laughs> yeah, just really quick. Brave. I wasn't um, questioning Ave. I was just po posing that question of like, you know, because in like the, stock market world, investing world, like diversification is better, right? And so I just, that was what I was thinking of um, that made me think of that, so. Yeah, definitely. Anything else on that? All right, well, <clears throat> we, we took a while to talk about that, but it's good stuff to talk about. Obviously there's a lot going on right now and and um yeah the last thing i'll just say real quick yeah again if 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 you are um you know if you're struggling with anything if you if you've ended up in a tough situation you know my dms are open i'm sure other people's are as well here to help you um not not financially but here to help you in terms of advice and and a listening ear and um yeah we're not uh we're not going anywhere <laughs> i'm not going anywhere we're not nothing has changed from a pool together perspective if anything, it's just uh, it's a better time to be working on um, something like this. So, anyways, with that, um, hopping into some other announcements. Pool together meetup at Permissionless. So, if you are going to be at Permissionless, be sure to come to the meetup Wednesday night. Um, I know it's technically sold out. Just make sure to come. If you're on this phone call, it means you're a VIP. It means you're someone who should be there. So don't miss it. It's going to be an awesome time. The, and please, please register. Even though it's on the put, we we want to get a list of who's coming. So put your name on the wait list. Uh, aren't we so special? We have a wait list. It's like so exclusive. Yeah, yeah. But, we, we have a wait list. We're gonna have some. I don't. Nikosa just just dropped some alpha in the chat. Uh, there, there, there's a bunch of stuff there. So yeah, put your name on the wait list um, and then drop in uh, Talisky tag the permissionless pullers thread. Drop your name in there. Um, it's not like there's going to be a list per se, but uh, we'll make sure that uh, we'll know. We'll make sure you know that you're coming because uh, if you're part of the community, then um, then you're uh, you're in. So yeah. Um. And, yeah. and one more thing: if you if you come to the uh, Civil Society Brewing, which is owned by Bum Buddies. It's the best beer in Florida. I, I'm so pumped about this. But uh, please bring any friend who is in charge of a community or NFT project who has stables that aren't yield-bearing for them right now and they want to put them to work because we're going to pitch multi-delegator real, real hard with my poolies on. You know, I'm going to have my pool accoutrement, okay? So bring your friends. I love you all. Just say best beer in South Florida. That, that'll work better. <laughs> I hear fighting words. Wait, yeah, who's? Is it? 
Is someone on this call who's associated with this brewery? Um, no, Eric lives in Orlando, and he thinks that folks still lives in Orlando, and he thinks that Orlando is the best that Florida has to offer. It's fine. No, no. <laughs> Damn, um, Damn Butler. Yeah, hi, Mike, Sean. I know you guys have, I think, you know, primarily been heading up the permissionless stuff. Is there anything else you want to say about that on this call? Uh, so the only other thing I would say is that uh, we are, we're, we're, in addition to the meetup, we're running a campaign throughout permissionless. If you're part of this community, you can help us execute it. Uh, just drop into that channel. Uh, we'll, we'll tag it again. Um, and we'll have t-shirts and like, we, we built this campaign to be, uh, we built the campaign that we're running to be uh, uh, conference agnostic. So that we'll be able to run it continually and 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 reuse assets and things, but um, but yeah, we, we need your help. So anybody that is willing to uh, to wear a shirt and be super cool at uh, at the event to talk to people and give us some po apps, um, we'll explain more about it. But but uh, drop into that uh, permissionless channel that we'll we'll drop in right now and uh, and definitely come and and meet us at the meetup because we're super excited about it. Good stuff. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, all right. Yeah. Last week of pool party NFTs. Uh, thank you for everybody who's been a part of the campaign this, this coming week. So this Monday is going to be the last one. Um, the first bounty is live from, um, the bounties that, uh, that Kames has been working on. Um, Kames, actually, I don't know. Do you want to say anything about this? Or Tiark? I know you've been working on this too. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, Kames has introduced the Pool Bounties program before. Um, and now we are very happy to have the first bounty live to basically give the whole process Kames has um, figured out a test drive. And everyone, um, it's a very broad bounty, so everyone can participate. Um, all poolers are invited to share their ideas how to grow the pool together protocol. Um, it's simple. Um, I'm sure everyone has an idea already um, that they wanted to get in front of more people for a long time. And this is definitely a chance for that. Um, and there will be six winners that take home five pool each. Um, and on those ideas will be voted by the community. So um, a lot of people will see those and I think it's a great opportunity. Kames, do you have something to um, add to that? Nope, beautifully said. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah so, so let's go. It's open until Sunday. Um, do it today. Yeah, so if you have ideas on growing the protocol, uh, go ahead and submit them there. The link is, is right there. Um, okay, so then uh, another just small update. Pool Together is now supported by ApeBoard. ApeBoard is another uh, sort of like wallet aggregation tool. I don't know if we have anyone from ApeBoard here on the call. We might want to talk about it, but... Um... No, I think that was... Um, they happened super cool. They um, use a tool like Canny um, where you can add integration requests. Um, someone in the community asked if we could reach out to them, so... Um, I've just added an integration request and so many poolers came together and voted in a short time that they've integrated it. Um, so great work by the community and the team of ApeBoard. You can track now. Uh, you can track your pool together deposits on all the chains we're on now. That's awesome. Um, 
So then, yeah, and this last one is a big one, though. Um, project optimism. So I'll give a little context, but I think, um, uh, Brendan, it'll probably be good for you to talk about, too. But um, for those of you unaware, optimism is a layer two on Ethereum that is, um, uh, it's been around for a little while, but their token is about to be launching in the next couple of weeks. And so we want to be on there. And we want to be on there because um, it is a, it, it, it's a way to use pool together with the same security guarantees as the Ethereum network, but with much lower gas fees. Um, and also because they are, um, they're launching their Optimism token, so there'll be a lot of incentives uh, to initially launch. And so um, Pool Together Inc. has been focused a lot on working on the, uh, on the pool network upgrade, um, and, but there's been a lot of people in the community who have been wanting to prioritize the Optimism launch. And so to sort of facilitate both those things, um, we, uh, well, Brendan has really been heading up a uh, Project Optimism, which Brendan, I'll, I'll probably pass it off to you now, to basically work with the community to get, um, to get optimism, um, and to get pulled together on optimism. Yeah, thanks, Layton. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, so I'm very excited about Project Optimism because this this was born out of the desire of the community to launch on optimism, but us just not having the bandwidth. And so this is going to be such a perfect opportunity for PT Inc. That is that is our little private team to lead the charge to push pool together to optimism. And it's also gonna be a great exercise of these bounties program. So what we're gonna do is have this overarching project that has a number of different components that need to be put into place. And then what, we'll like, what we'd like to do is create individual pieces and then farm them out to members of the community. Or if we need to pull in uh, qualified external uh, uh, people. And so this will allow us to disseminate information and knowledge into the community and incentivize people to really get engaged with the pool together tech. Because, you know, we, we've endeavored to create open source software. Everything is reproducible. All of our deployment scripts are repeatable. There's verification scripts to make everything very easy. But people need the incentives and a push to really kickstart the community actually engaging with this technology. And so I'm really excited about this process. I'm really excited about pushing this forward. I think that this project and these bounties can serve as a template for us to move forward together as a community to tackle these bigger pieces that have a number of different supporting bounties in order to accomplish a kind of broader goal. So I'm very excited to push this forward. Uh, the PT Inc. team is in full support of this. We're going to have Kames. Uh, Dylan, Pierre, all mentoring and reviewing the bounties. And so we will help push this thing forward. That being said, we will be looking for qualified candidates. Um, you know, this is not uh, just something we want to, uh, <laughs> we want to be careful about this. We're deploying pool together to a new chain. And so um, we're going to make sure that we find the right people. But that being said, we're more than willing to help people learn pool together. So I'm very excited about this effort. And um, yeah, if you want to get involved, you can check out the forums. Um, the, the post was linked to just a second ago. I'll bring it back up. In the meantime, right now, I'm actually in the background working on the bounties themselves. So this is the detail of the technical work that needs to be happening. Um, so there's a link to Project Optimism, and very soon we'll have a list of bounties. And so very excited to push this thing forward. Actually, does anybody have any questions? This might be a good opportunity for people to uh, pop in with a question. Uh, so I know the marketing working group is 
going to be putting together like a brief so we can start working on, you know, strategies behind how to, to market that in the next couple of weeks. Um, do you have a really loose timeline in terms of when you think things might be in a place for being able to market? Um, no, uh, to be in full disclosure, no, don't have a timeline yet. Um, once the bounties are up, and we get a sense of the candidates and who is interested in tackling this, I think we'll have a much better sense of how quickly we should we could push this thing forward. Um, what has been scoped out so far is basically cut and paste. Most of this stuff is fairly cut and paste. I mean, I think the most complex piece will be the updates to the front end because there are so many moving parts in terms of showing tickets, in terms of connecting your wallet. Um, but, uh, but Dylan's going to come up with a list of all the different items that the implementer will have to tackle. So it really depends on the, the amount of skill we can get, but I mean, realistically, I would love to see this being done, you know, start to finish within four weeks from now. I think we could be launched. That's a perfect answer. Thank you. And, um, the thing I'll add to task guys, um, I think, uh, yeah, there's definitely like a lot of the optimism team is definitely down to collaborate on the marketing as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We're very excited about that. And yeah, so, so Talos, I mentioned we're, we, we had our, our, uh, our first uh, monthly uh, marketing working group meetup, and this actually came up of making sure that uh, the marketing working group is, is plugged into the roadmap so that we can make, that we can build the necessary marketing campaigns and briefs uh, so that we can structure ideas and help us build campaigns that uh, drive excitement and buzz and all this other fun stuff. So we're super excited about the optimism one, and uh, as more things come in the future, we'll continue to build those out. But um, and, and we also... Uh, have the multi-delegator brief, which is which we're executing on as well. Um, so we're super excited about all of it, and it's great. And yeah, that's it. Bit of a yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to speak to you because there's a lot of people asking about like optimism versus versus Polygon, and um, we can yeah we can probably use this to just talk a little bit about dive into the weeds and and and, and help with some education stuff. So. Um, Polygon is the, 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 the sort of the nuance here is Polygon would be what you would call like a side chain. So it's not, it's really technically not, um, it doesn't inherit any of the security of the Ethereum blockchain. It's not, it's not really, you can bridge money and, and, it, and it's compatible with apps that are on the Ethereum blockchain. It's easy to, it's easy to deploy them. But from like a security perspective, Polygon is, um, doesn't have the security guarantees, doesn't inherit the security guarantees of Ethereum. That's, that's probably the, really the biggest difference. Optimism does. So optimism is what's called a layer two. So if you're really being specific, you know, uh, Polygon's not a layer two. It's a, it's a different blockchain. You could call it a side chain. Um, a layer two, like Optimism and Arbitrum, those are both layer twos. Those are networks, those are blockchains that are built on top of uh, Ethereum and inherit Ethereum's security guarantees. Because of that, two things. One, um, they are not going to, uh, they, they do have higher gas fees. There is going to be a lot less than Ethereum, but it's a lot more than, than Polygon. Um, and uh, secondarily, though, it, it will have higher, it will have higher um, uh, security. It will have a better, it will have a better, a better security architecture. Um, uh, yeah. So, anyways, so so uh, you know, uh, uh, the Polygon network uses a different security model. Um, you know, if I'm saying personally for myself, I I have a lot of my personal money on Polygon. I I 
I feel okay about that. But if you were asking me which one's more secure, without a doubt, I would say Optimism or Arbitrum have a better security guarantees than than Polygon. Um, you know, hopefully those those security guarantees never become a factor. But um, that's just from like a technical answer. So I don't know. I don't know, Brendan or anyone else, if you want to add anything to it. But that's that's sort of an explanation. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I can add what I what I currently understand about the two. Um, so Polygon is being a sidechain has its own consensus mechanism. Think of it as like somebody cut and paste Ethereum, um, which I think is literally what happened. And uh, along with a few extra bits, to be fair, like Polygon, we really like Polygon, FYI. Um, versus Optimism, where they've actually created uh, a system that, think of it as like a turbo. It compresses a bunch of transactions and then pops them into Ethereum. So let's say you compress 100 transactions into one on Ethereum. Um, but by virtue of doing that, you get the ability to prove if somebody pushed a fraudulent transaction to Ethereum. So that allows you to use Ethereum's uh, security model to uh, protect the optimism transactions. And this is really fundamentally why uh, optimism is, is more secure or will be more secure than Polygon is because it's leveraging Ethereum's level of security to uh, uh, allow fraud to be slashed, frauds to be slashed. The thing is, from what I understand is right now, they don't actually have the fraud mechanism, uh, like a public mechanism. So this is still very much, uh, I, I mean, it's eventually, eventually optimism will be superior to Polygon uh, in some respects. Of course, Polygon is cheaper because they have only, I think I, the last I checked, it was 100 validators. It might have increased by now. Um, so it has a different security profile, different cost profile. Um, people have different comfort levels. They might prefer to pay $10 a transaction and have Ethereum level security. Or some people with smaller amounts of money might prefer to have penny transactions to secure their hundred dollars or whatever it is um there's there's room for every solution i think so we're really pleased to be looking at optimism uh especially with our incentive program being rolled out um i also see somebody mentioning zk sync i'm very excited about zk sync um because so do you remember how i was mentioning that uh how optimism works is it's like a turbo is you're compressing all these transactions into a single one on ethereum uh and then if there is a fraudulent transaction that's been pushed, then you could actually run this verification and slash the staker, yada, yada, yada. ZK Sync, imagine it's like a turbo, except when you push those transactions to Ethereum, they're actually verified on the fly. And so you don't need any fraud proof. It uses math to actually verify that compressed set of transactions. Um, so that's why the uh, ZK Sync has a very short uh, uh, sort of confirmation times, like in the order of hours, I believe, while Optimism has a giant seven-week window because they have to wait until those fraud proofs uh, have opportunity to be submitted. So they're very bit different pieces of tech. Um, ZK Sync is still very new. Um, I believe it's just uh, uh, just in public beta phase now. Uh, we'd love to explore it as soon as possible. Um, but um, but yeah, it's it's still pretty early to say. Lots of options here. This is why we need to be on every single network. Eventually, we need to eat all the assets, eat all the chains, expand as rapidly as possible. Yep, good point. 
And I, I just want to add something to that as well while we're talking about this. <clears throat> I just want to make it really clear for anybody who is interested in helping with these rollouts, like, <clears throat> you know, no question too small or don't feel like there's a stupid question. Like, these systems are really complicated. So as we, I think, get ready to invite more people in, like, if you do want to get involved or you know somebody, like, don't hesitate to ask questions, dig through this code, um, go to the dev chat. Like, really, really want to support you guys doing this. So, yeah, I just want to make that clear. It's like, you know, dive in and we're here to support. So I, I have a question, um, and I apologize. It's, it's, it's a very basic question, um, but and it's more for the community as a whole. But is this move to optimism more of an offense or more of a defense? Meaning, do we believe that we are that moving to optimism opens up a new market that we have not been able to previously reach, or do we believe that our existing market is going to eventually pivot to optimism, and if we don't meet them there, they're gonna they're gonna pull their money out of our protocol? My opinion is that a lot of people that already use Ethereum have transitioned to either optimism or Arbitrum. So there is market share to capture on either of those rollups, but I think more importantly is all, both of those ecosystems are still emerging. So if we can build on top of Aave and generate yield and give people a better experience than a lot of things, because there's different derivatives protocols and whatnot on some of those uh, rollups, but there's nothing quite like what Pool Together has. So I think that we would have a competitive advantage, but nonetheless, that, that's where everything's moving to eventually, because as we've seen on Ethereum, gas fees are way too high for the average person to interact, especially our target market. So that's that's my general thought. Yeah, I, I kind of see, see the whole ecosystem. Like, I think people think it's like a zero-sum game where like, if one chain is uh, increasing in usage, then some other chain must be um, decreasing. I don't really see it like that. I think there's it's more about options, right? Like me personally, I'm, I've got funds on, what, four or five different chains at the minute? <laughs> like, and I would love to be able to use pull together on anyone I wanted. So for me, it's just about options. Uh, the more places we can be, the more options we have um, for our users to to join join in the protocol. So um, and yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's zero sum. We're not cannibalizing uh, funds from one chain to to increase uh, deposits on another on another. I don't think it's really going to work like that. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's cannibalizing. But I'm. It's. It's just. I'm just trying to understand uh, the overall sentiment of. Are we saying that that this is a way to protect? Like you know, you're saying it's it's about options, which is great. Which means that if you're already deposited on the and we're on on a new chain and you're going to deposit more, then that would be an offensive strategy, which is awesome. But if we're saying no, I actually think that I like optimism because I like the security more than Polygon. And I think that I want to pull my money to Polygon, but I still love pool together. So we want to make sure that we have a space for you. That would be a, a defense. So like, I, I'm just, the, there's a lot of really, really smart people, super smart people in, in, in this community and who are very technical. And, and there are some like myself who are not. So I just, I'm just trying to bring it higher level so that I can understand exactly the motivations why and hopes of, of, of bringing others who may not get as technical and understand all of the uh the the nuances of of it but uh but i appreciate that that, that makes yeah. sense to me it's 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 not yeah i, yeah, I, I mean would... mm -hmm. sorry go ahead late and i've talked already uh, i was just saying, yeah i think for i would consider it offense i think so so to give a little historical context you know pool together launched three years ago on ethereum and it was one of the first ever DeFi protocols on ethereum it's very well known and loved with sort of the the og ethereum people but in the last 12 to 18 months, 
the protocol became really, well, in the last 12 months, let's say, the protocol became really unusable because of uh, gas fees on Ethereum. And so, but a lot of Ethereum people don't want to use Polygon because of the reasons we talked about on this call. And so I, I personally see this as being able to recapture a lot of previous users who know and love pool together, but don't want to use Polygon. That's, per, that's personally how I, how I, I, I think, um, how I see it. Awesome. That, that makes, makes sense to me. Hopefully, if there's anyone else that was afraid to speak and didn't understand, hopefully that makes sense to them too. That makes sense, complete sense to me. So thank you. Good stuff. Good questions. This is great talk. Yeah, going back, the one, uh, one way I like to talk about optimism is like, maybe this isn't technically accurate, but the way I think about it is like, if you go to Chuck E. Cheese and you get a bunch of tokens and you go and play games and you maybe get more tokens and like whatever, and then at the end you like, you, you'd cash out, right? Like you have one cash in and one cash out, but you do a bunch of transactions in between. That's sort of how optimism works of like, you go to optimism and you can do a bunch of stuff on it, but then it all resolves to like one transaction that it, it, it creates an optimistic roll-up. It rolls up all the transactions and submits them optimistically, meaning it submits them assuming they're correct to the Ethereum blockchain for validation. Um, so anyways, that might just be a way to, to, to think about it. Good stuff. Um, is there any, okay, so yeah, well, I mean, that's, we can kind of just keep talking about this stuff if we want to. Um, in terms of like actual announcements, there's not much left, obviously just the same, you know, we have an amazing podcast that, um, that Hot Mike did, does this week's is uh, ledger, which this, my understanding is this is the podcast. I actually haven't listened to this one yet where Hot Mike got ledger to commit to using the deposit delegator on the podcast. Is that true? Hot Mike, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I got a verbal commitment and then I'm like, Psh, they were just being nice to me cause I'm interviewing them and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, we finished recording, and they messaged us and or messaged me, and so we started talking about it. And then, uh, under the sea, and I have been working on a spreadsheet calculator to, um, you know, for projects that want to think about their deposit and how much they should put in, and kind of the optimal rewards for their holders' balance. So, props to Under the Sea for making that happen. Yeah, can that's you, awesome. Can you talk to that a little bit more, Tim? Because I, I know you've been reaching out to a lot of like different projects. Like, what's the, I don't know, what's the general like vibe of it? Temperature check? Are people interested? Is it like a hard pitch? What's your kind of sense of that so far? Yeah. So I, so I pitched I pitched Ledger on the podcast just like to see because and, and what was crazy about that is they had a PO app that they gave to everybody who had the Nano S Plus, this new ledger, which is still not as cool as my Nano X, which I felt good about. Um, but they, they, they were like, yeah, we got like 240 people that we want to reward. And this multi-delegator tool seems awesome to do that. And then basically, I've just been reaching out to all the projects that I've been involved with in the Discord. So I'm not like a stranger cold calling. And everybody seems, uh, the projects I've reached out to have been really receptive to it um, because they know about Pool Together, not even, not because of me or anything. They just know Pool Together and they have a fondness, a warm, fuzzy feeling when they hear Pool Together. So that's been cool. Um, 
And everybody's got stables that aren't yield bearing and they have people that they want to encourage. So that's basically my, my, my pitch. I have a, I have a deck I can share in the chat just to show you what I'm, what I'm doing, how I'm, how I'm pitching the multi delegator tool, but it's a, it's a really easy conversation to get at least a verbal commitment. After that, you know, we still haven't landed somebody to, to, to put, you know, significant dollars into the TVL, but my conversations have moved now from like the $50,000 range to the millions of dollar range, which is encouraging to me. So, um, yeah, so everybody, you, you all have the multi-delegator tool in your toolbox now. So if you could reach out to the communities that you're really involved in, and, and it's a smart match. It really is. It's like a very, it's a very easy thing for them to do, and we can make it happen. So I'll share a couple decks here. Nice. That's, that's awesome. I'd also be interested, like, because I know you've, you've talked about, like, maybe just giving it to the owners of NFTs. Are they showing any interest in like, oh, my community performs a certain action and then we'll delegate? Or is it just like owners of these NFTs that they want to delegate chance to? So I have two interesting use cases that involve actions. Uh, I think I think it started out with a just give everybody who is a holder of an N of one of our NFTs, give them, um, you know, delegation. Um, I think you can cross-reference that with anybody who has an NFT and has some amount of money into pool together um, as another way. So that's what I want to do with Decentral Games. I'm actually working on an ad campaign with them um, that if you hold their governance token and you have any amount deposited into pool together, then um, then you you have um, then you get delegated a certain amount of money. So that's one. Another interesting use case is um, Black Rhino NFT. It's a conservation NFT that that applied for a grant for delegation to incentivize people to give. We had a meeting uh, a couple days ago about like how can we how can we incentivize people to give more to um, these conservation efforts. And so what we're going to do is um, anybody who delegates their pool together winnings to these conservation wallets, then they are entered to win like super delegation from Black Rhino NFT. So. It's kind of we're we're trying to think about creative ways to use the multi delegator tool to encourage people to be generous with their NFTs as well. Kames, I feel like I kind of answered both of your questions, but I also didn't kind of answer them, so I just want to make sure I, I hit that for you. No, I that was no, that was really well answered. I had no idea because I know we talked about the first one a little bit, but I had no idea to the second kind of thing you were thinking about. That's really cool. Yeah, they reached out to me. Um, as they were talking to grants just to try to get their mind around what they wanted to do was white label pull together for their website. And I was just like, actually, why not like use the, the warm fuzzy feelings of pull together that at least 50% of the people that I talked to in crypto have, they have that name recognition, use that as like that kind of safe and secure, no loss vibe. And then that's going to help me. And that'll help you as you're trying to build your community around these conservation NFTs which are saving the animals, which I love animals. They're my friends. I don't, I don't, um, I don't eat anything I can cuddle and I can cuddle a lot of things, you know? It would be super awesome if some people um, on the call could have a look at this and get their, um, that get their comments out on governance firm as well. Um, I'd be super interested to see the grants proposal as well. Um, what that that he's talking about a proposal they made um which apparently explains what they are planning um because from what 
he says I can't I can't can't grab it yet. I'd like to understand it better what how they're planning to to um put that in the reality. Um from what it sounds like it um they pull together V three pools that they're thinking about using. Is that true or are no, they going so, to use the delegator? Yeah. I can. I drew it out in the little diagram, uh, so I can post that picture. But basically, it's just they're like, "Hey, everybody, delegate. Do like no loss delegation to these five, um, these five organizations that are are vouching that they're they're like cheerleading conservation in um, around the world for animals. And then uh, people who delegate any amount of money to one of, to any of these uh, wallets." will then be entered into a drawing so that the Black Rhino NFT, they're going to get a lump sum to delegate. They're going to, like, let's say they had 50 grand to delegate to five wallets. And then one of the people that are delegating will be that sixth wallet that will be added to that $50,000 delegation as like a winner, you know, like just, hey, it's no loss delegation, but you also can win a little bit more, one of you, something like that. That was the idea that we came up with that they really liked. Awesome, yeah, exciting. It would be great if they could expand on that a little bit more on the governance form, um, but I'll reply to that as well later on. Um, I like the general idea of leveraging the protocol for um, charitable causes and WeFi. Um, that's good. Uh, I, also, I also just want to call out uh, Tim or Hot Mike has been absolutely crushing it in terms of outreach, but we, he's, he, we are building a team uh, that is going to be that that and a compensation model for those who are interested who want to sell the protocol to partner um, uh, to partner as part of the marketing working group uh, sell the protocol to partner DAOs uh, or to DAOs uh, and NFT projects that have excess stable coins that can drive some utility out of it. Uh, we are in the process of bu of building it. There will actually be a bounty that will be coming forward uh, soon to to finalize the design of the. Uh, of the uh, the compensation model, but uh, if you are interested, Tim, where is? Do you want to just like tag the the group the 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 uh, thread you started um, for anybody who wants to to jump on with? Uh, I know I like I know Startree has put up his hand and wants and wants to be involved with it. Yeah, here it is, multi delegator. Um, if you want to uh, if you if you want to learn more, uh, jump on that thread and put your hand up, and then as we design, we'll make sure that there's that there's a compensation and the marketing tools and materials in place. But uh, if you want if you want to help do that, we would love anybody to to jump on board and help help us with that. Awesome stuff. Good to talk about the the marketing side of things. Um, yeah, this is a great convo. I don't want to take it over. Anyone else? Anyone else want to bring up another topic or question I, or anything? I just wanted to circle back around real quick to a point Tim made. So in a sense that you were kind of saying you were trading like pull together brand trust a little bit for like TVL in a way. It's kind of how you were pitching it to these people. Like, hey, don't white label, don't do anything, but like use us as that trusted yeah, brand. Yeah, is there a question? You're just. I mean, what, what do you want I mean to... that's just an it's an interesting way to frame it. I I just wonder if we could use that like moving forward, just like hey, you know, these new protocols, like in exchange, you get to use some of our trust that we've established, but in return, you know, you have to give us TVL, and you know, we make that that easy on ramp. 
I don't know. So it just it just got me thinking. It's, yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, uh, way I think it. I think all the stuff that that so, so again it, it just got. I think that half the conversations I have at East Denver or I'll have at Permissionless, people will have these like, oh, I love pool together. Like they'll just come out and bur- or they'll have no clue. So the people that have no clue about pool together, I generally like it, it's not worth. I mean, I, you can talk to them and stuff, but it's just. The, the people that already have that warm fuzzy feeling are going to, it's going to be streets ahead as far as having any sort of sales conversation with them. So those are my targets. Um, yeah. So that's that. I think that also speaking of the multi-delegator tool, this is a big need that we have. We're working on the back end and CSV upload. And we have this calculator now that under the sea did. Um, that's all great. That's all really needed. But I think the main thing that we need to really launch this thing is a front end to show all of the projects that right now we have no projects right now that are doing this, but show all of the future projects that are going to put in millions of dollars of TVL to get this kind of social proof competition thing going. So I want to see Wasis and I want to see Ledger with their millions of dollars in TVL and all the prizes that they're winning for their holders. Uh, same thing with nonprofits. I want to see the TVL that's in there uh, that's no loss uh, giving to these causes. And I think that would be huge, that social proof front end. But but we haven't been working on that to my knowledge yet. So maybe that's for bounties or something. You do make an awesome point. A lot of projects do leverage their, you know, their credentials about all the big names that they're working with. Like they'll, they'll tag an AVE and, you know, like... Uh, even like the chain that they're working on and stuff. So, yeah, it's, I think we should do more of that stuff. Good stuff. <clears throat> Just catching up in the chat here. Yeah, Hollywood Henry, you could, you could, you could bake in. A delegation into your into your roadmap. Um, also, let's just say that if anyone, I have some delegation I can throw out. If anyone's on the call right now, they want some delegation. Um, they want to see how it works. I will delegate to you. Just DM me a wallet address. I'll delegate to you on Polygon. I mean, while supplies last, I only have a limited amount of money, but <laughs> even more limited amount of money after this week. But um, yeah, hit me up. Um, any other topics? Any other questions? Maybe we should talk about the POAP? Anybody have info on the POAP? I think we usually... I know that I drew it. Um, <laughs> I know that DGEN's been running. Um, that's, that's all we're at so far. We yeah, can probably end it now. Yeah, I will get it set in... I would say 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will... Do... Will DJ bot text us, or will do we need to text them? Uh, no, you need to send the at the same uh, send a, a DM to the bot with the word GM, and it will answer with the with the link. Okay, so send a uh, a DM to DJ with GM. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. There is also a slash command that you can use. So Discord is starting to roll out slash commands. Um, so you can use slash claim and in the server, and it'll do the same thing. Uh, it can get kind of spammy, though, so we generally recommend people use the DMing. You do it in, in um, 
In the server, yeah. In like any channel. Interesting. Okay. It should be working already. Uh, let me try it. But I've got it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that one is sick. <laughs> yeah, let's see this one. Djan. Hey, uh, Lorder and Sean, you still here? Can you uh, can you drop a can you drop a, a permissionless po app in here as a little bonus, like in the pip photo for somebody? You mean like a game, like the first person to claim it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Give me one sec. <laughs> how about we do? How about we do three? So get the, yeah, just all three at once, so no one knows which one people are picking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put three in one photo. How's that? Let's go. Wait, what? Uh, when... We're using the permissionless po apps. We're gonna post three, so the first three to claim, but no one knows who's doing what. Just use your camera app to scan the QR code, Livster. And also, you might want to explain that this POAP at the end of permissionless, for, um, everyone who's claimed them from permissionless, we're uh, we're randomly picking three POAP winners, uh, and they will be receiving a ten thousand dollar ten thousand dollar delegation for one week. Okay, I was thinking about the first one, like just the the general one. Do you said yeah. Bot? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah, so DJ bot. If you, I just message like if you hit that and you just send the words GM to it, the letters GM, then um, you should get a link right back immediately. Like good morning, GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. All right, cool. Thank you. You get it back. Wait, that's right? what GM means? Yeah. <laughs> I thought everybody was calling. I thought everybody was calling everyone else general manager. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you actually think that? I can't tell if it's sarcasm or not. <laughs> no, it's much jokes. Yeah, the game it's, much jokes. It's, it's Game it's Master? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, am I mute? No, a jerk was actually telling me that GM means something else completely in German that uh, that is that is also relevant. Right, Jark? Uh, what, what, what? You mean Guten Morgen? No, you said so. I, I, one time we were chatting, and uh, and Ooh, that was that was something else you. that needs to be expanded too much. Okay, <laughs> it's about Plattdeutsch, um, a very old German language, um, and saying moin at any time of the day. But the whole story is too long. I'll tell it another time. Sounds well, this is a great, a great call, everybody. I'm super, super excited to see people on Wednesday. It's going to be a blast. And then, obviously, on the call next week. Um, yeah, those, yeah, so... Three, those three pull-ups are in the chat, by the way. If, they, if anyone hasn't claimed them, I imagine they must be claimed by now, but... Uh, yeah, they're probably claimed, yeah. They're okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've apparently been at permissionless now. <laughs> Shark, you got it? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Doesn't right. make doesn't uh, get rid of my FOMO. <laughs> but you were formally there, and you were at the and you and you and you talked with somebody wearing a, a purple Hawaiian shirt. So you know that's something. All right, good stuff, guys. I'm gonna hop off and uh, talk to you guys. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Have a good have a good weekend, everybody.
See you. Yes. See ya. All right, Hot Mike. Uh, I can answer any questions you have. You were asking about just the mutual in general. Is that it? Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. Hey, uh, Brian, if he doesn't have a question, I'd, I'd love to hear more about the experiment you guys are doing cross-train, some of the stuff that you talked about last week, if there's any new information on that. Yeah, so um, I don't think there's anything incredibly new. We've been talking about things back You uh, tapped out there. But I feel now the recall starts. Bump, bump, bump. Man, he got rugged.